We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 73, the show that goes so green you might call us Emerald. Each episode, we'll check in, have some thought laughs. Thoughts? Laughs? I don't know. I can't talk. Both. And talk all about the lore of Warcraft, one or two topics at a time. My name is Jin, and I know, I know, you might call me a dreamer, but I'm not the only one, because Allie's here, too. Such a wonderful song. It is. It's now it's now in my head. I'm perfectly okay with that. It is a good song. It is a good song. Well, speaking of good songs, Allie, what you been up to? You know, some singing in the shower while I'm doing some cleaning. No. Uh, well, yes, I do that, too. But that's beside the point. I did not play much this past week as it was my anniversary Woo! To, to Mr. Allie. Nine years married now. Yep, so get, that was getting lovely. There. We're getting there. Getting Next there. year's a big 10-0. 10-0. Yep. 10-0. I know numbers good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we, we escaped to the mountains and over the weekend, a uh, short little trip, but it was really nice. And we played some Diablo 4 together, which was really fun. When we're playing together, I'm a sorcerer. But I'm by myself, I'm a barbarian. And they're both good times. Both good times. And my, my sorcerer, for the record, pure fire. I'm taking only fire spells. Total... Pyromancer, burn everything. It's just very satisfying. Uh, my raid fine got Starcrest down on Woo! Wednesday, thankfully. So I got the kill. Woo! We realized what we were doing wrong. We were putting our pillars the wrong part of the circle. Wrong wrong part. We got it all fixed out, though. We got it. We killed the first boss on Rogue again. And then Thursday, they, they struggled to kill anymore. But that's all right. And that's about it. You know, just doing some odds and ends in game here and there. I finally finished the blue Dragonflight quest line, which was just... And maybe we'll talk about some next episode. I don't know yet, but, like, it was just... It was a motion roller coaster is what it was. It really was. Like, but it was, it was really well done. I like that they actually utilized past stuff in the world, but gave us portals. Yeah. <laughs> it's handy like dandy those. portals. I'm like, about damn time. You're all mages and magic users and stuff. It was Especially for the blue dragonflight. I'm like, thank God, the blue dragonflight. <laughs> right. like, hey, here's a portal. Here's a portal. Right. So that was that was fun. I like their tie-in with old world content and you know, a couple couple little you know storylines here and there. They tied in, so it was uh, it was a great one. And of course, I got emotional at the end. And yeah, so it was it was good. That was good. I think that's about it. That's about I think it. That's it. Yeah. Hey, what have you been up to? Me? Oh, I'm back to work. Boo! This is my second day Boo. back. Boo! Boo! Yeah, uh, I think I've already made the joke, at least to a couple of my coworkers, that I'm ready for retirement now. That would be, I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> right. I mean, technically, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not ready for retirement, or else I would. <laughs> financially but, not ready. Yeah, yeah, financially not ready. Mentally, I'm already Mentally, there. yes. Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> that would be nice. 
But yeah, I mean, the old Timbermaw Tavern has taken down Sargrath Normal, and I think we Congrats. are four or five heroic. I don't hey, I can't keep go. track. I think it's, I want to say, mm, I want to say four. I want to say four because I got two, I got two thingamabobs in my, my vault that I can open today. I haven't opened it yet. I'll do it after this recording. Because it's five bosses. So we just like, we killed Sargareth, and then I think we took down four. So I think we got five. So. All right. All right. So, nice. Yeah. Four is heroic. So go us. Yeah. I mean, considering the 10.2 is going to be, you know, probably sometime in the fall, we might get a nice break in there. I'm just saying, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be really nice. A little early AOTC for a change. That'd be good. I'd like that. Other than that, back to work and blah, 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 blah. I really enjoyed my time off. Uh, I'd like to do that again. Mm, so, yeah, I think I will do that uh, again when I can. I guess there's nothing else to say because I'm done. And you already did your part. So we're going to do this because, well, boy, I want to talk about it. Nothing beats a brew <laughs> shared between friends. Oh, you know, there is this thing that I decided to do. And that was I signed up for the Portland Marathon. And since we've already made this joke before, we figured we should revisit it because it's a good joke. And it's a good damn drink, too. <laughs> so, it really is. So, Allie, what drink are we revisiting? We're revisiting one of my personal favorites, the painkiller. Oh, my God, it's so freaking good. It's so... Oh, so for those who don't remember, it is rum. Basically, whatever kind of rum you want. Something overproof. It's delicious, but preferably something dark or spice rum is fine too. But like usually like a darker rum or an overproof rum. That's what I used. And then pineapple juice and orange juice and cream of coconut. That's and it. that's it. Yeah, that's it. You shake it. And you pour it over ice. And if you're feeling fancy, you sprinkle a little bit of nutbag, nutmeg on that bad boy there. <laughs> sprinkle a little nutbag on there. Yep, just a little bit of bag. <laughs> My nutmeg isn't even in the bag. I don't know where that bag came from. <gasps> but, uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I had one. I had, had, uh, had to use it. <laughs> like, it's one that I've made a couple times outside of the show because I love it so much. So when Jen messages me and says this is going to be our drink of the of the show, I'm like, oh, gee darn, okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. I don't uh, have extra in the shaker next to me. What? No. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm already on uh, week two of the old marathon training. Yep. Two, wow. Out of 16 weeks. So it's like I barely scratched the surface. But, but. but still, you started. I did. Ran six Good. times this week. Ran once so far this week because, you know, Monday's a rest day. So, and we record on Tuesday. So there you go. So today I ran. And now I'm doing the painkiller. Because it's amazing. And uh, we don't even need to ask the question, would we make it again? Because obviously you've made it several times. <laughs> I've made it again. Yes. This is the second time we're making it. So uh, we suggest this drink, everyone. It's very good. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. So Allie. That's it. You got a job to do unless you want to talk more I about do. the painkiller. I mean, I, I could talk a while about this drink and how much <laughs> I like it, but let's just move on. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. All right, all right. A few moments later... So let's talk about patrons. Oh, that's right. In my brain, <laughs> in my brain, <laughs> I was waiting for the bumper. There's no bumper no, right I, there. What are we going to do? Say, give oh. us money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to blame the cute painkiller. It's fine. <laughs> hey there, listeners. Do you ever have a recurring dream 
once. <laughs> Have you ever had a recurring dream once before? <laughs> the way you worded that is awkward and it's throwing me off. It's a pun. I don't- it's a reoccurring dream. Once. <laughs> it's a terrible, it's a terrible joke. I know, move on. Okay, I'll just start from the beginning and then you decide what you want to do with it. It's fine. Hey there, listeners. <laughs> you ever have a recurring dream once? Have you ever dreamed that someone shouted on your marks, guess it? And you woke up with a start? Well, if you like <laughs> dreams as much as we do... Dear Lord, go ahead and keep listening to the end of this episode and you can find out how you can keep our dreams and obviously other silly habits going. Now I drink more. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? Okay, so at this point, we have all probably read or at least somewhat aware of a variety or interview that came out where Bobby Kojic said the following. We've had every possible form of investigation done, and we did not have a systematic issue with harassment, ever. We didn't have any of what were mischaracterizations reported in the media, but what we did have was a very aggressive labor movement working hard to try and destabilize the company. Alright, that's what old Bobby said. Two middle fingers to you right there, okay. Yep, yep. In that same article, Bobby actually mentioned... That then, you know what? They're like, hey, hey, to clear the air, to prove I got receipts that we did not have a systematic whatever issue, we're going to be <laughs> releasing a transparency report that we're going we're gonna to clear the air and let everyone know we got it covered. Okay? That's what he said. Well, the entire document is about 38 pages long, and most of it describes what they have been doing to try and accomplish their goal uh, of being the industry leader in diversity inclusion, and equity. First 25 pages of the report is good news, honestly, even if some of it isn't moving as quickly as we'd like to see. So, for example, they have a, a goal to invest $250 million over 10 years to uh, accelerate opportunities for diverse talent. They've only spent $19 million in the first year, falling about $6 million short, if you're assuming $25 million a year, right? Because it's 250 over 10 years, right? So, Right. Not quite. Not quite there yet. But you know what? That 19 million went to launch the Level Up U. It is a three month training program for engineers starting out in the gaming industry. So that's pretty cool. I don't really know much about it, but that's what it's called. Level Up U. However, once you get to section six on page 26, the mood shifts a bit. It's slow at first by stating that they were doing what they can to fix the issues. They've hired 26 new ethics and compliance professionals. Shifts a little darker when you read that in 2022 alone, there were 36 substantiated reports concerning harassment, discrimination, or retaliation across all business units. Those business units are King, Blizzard Entertainment, basically, ABK Publishing, which are, it's uh, actually Activision Publishing. That's like Call of Duty, right? And then right. I think the last one is like ABK Corporate, right? Like the, the top. Those are the four yeah, businesses. That sounds right. All right, so across all of them, uh, like corporate, there was one substantiated thing, and that 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 ended in termination. So it was 100% termination for that, that one substantiated claim. Most of the other business units, they were quite a bit higher. And obviously, uh, Blizzard and Activision Publishing were the two were the two biggest in ter- terms of the amount of 
uh, issues. And both of those had about a 50, roughly 46 to 50 percent uh, termination rate uh, for those. Others were, you know, coaching and making sure that they're like, you know, that's you can't do that. Right. All right. Now, here is the the, the last little bit. So we're not going to get into the weeds too much, but the report was interesting to browse through. But it didn't exactly paint the rosy picture that Bobby described. Right? So all of these positive steps that have been taken so far were due to the fact that there was slash is a culture issue. Right? Like, for example, they said they hired 26 new ethics and compliance professionals. Why would you hire 26 new ethics and compliance professionals if there wasn't a cultural issue? Right. right. And, and and I'm not saying that they aren't making positive steps from from this transparency report. It does seem like there are positive steps being made. But he's painting it as it's nothing but a bunch of, as he would call them probably, social justice keyboard warriors that have caused all this problem and they had to take these steps. Well, 36 credible claims, most of them being, and it was uh, 29 uh, of those 36 credible claims were from current employees. Right, or and that was 2022 time. alone. Correct. 2022 alone did not yeah. cover anything from the past. So... Sounds to me, Bobby, you're full of shit. And you apparently didn't think anyone was going to read this transparency report that you said, oh, we're going to let it. We're going to let it out because he's a CEO. I'm sure he read the whole freaking thing before he even did the Variety article interview. So it's like, what? OK, I, I guess he thought it was it looked better than it was. I mean, yeah, there's like 17,000 employees across the board, but these are the only ones where people came forward. Right? This isn't. This isn't yeah. all of the incidents. He probably read the first half and it's like, okay, we're fine. And then didn't read the rest. I mean, 38 pages is a lot and it interrupts him from buying yachts and whatnot. Well, I mean, it was 38 pages of like PowerPoint presentation. Like it wasn't like, oh gosh. <laughs> like, most of it was charts and graphs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's definitely some big, some blocks of words that you got to get through, but it was formatted in oh, like, no. almost like a PowerPoint words. presentation. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I browsed the whole thing. I didn't. Re- I don't. I'll be honest. I didn't read every single word. I browsed it all. I looked through it. I have to check out all the charts. I was like, all right, well, some. Looks like there are some positive changes. I just, I don't know. I just take uh, issue with him saying we never had a problem. So, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts, Allie? Well, and he complains that, but what we did have was a very aggressive labor movement. The labor movement was needed. <laughs> Because y'all screwed it up. Yep. They weren't destabilizing the company. Many other people's actions and systemic issues destabilized the company. They were trying to fix things and make it better. Ugh. There you go. There is your breakdown of Bobby saying a bunch of stupid crap. And then uh, apparently the the stuff that ABK themselves released kind of debunked what he said. So So glad it did. So glad. (laughs) you have any final thoughts before we move on to a slightly cheerier topic? No, oh, let's move on. It's time. What you talking about? 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 So, if you have listened to more than a couple episodes of this of this fine podcast, uh, let's just say there's a very open secret, and it's not a secret, uh, that <laughs> <laughs> I've always believed that we would be traveling to the Emerald Dream back during the Shadowlands expansion. I was like, it's like, yep. That's what we're doing. I said it multiple times. So I was like, that's absolutely what's going to happen. In fact, I still believe that was their plan. 
but due to similar vibes as World of Draenor, right? So everyone's like, this sucks! And we never got like the Farallon zone that we were all kind of thinking that we were going to get. And it seemed like... It just seemed like they kind of streamlined the story, is what I'm saying. Like the fact that Anduin felt like a final boss encounter. Right? What was with that? And then like two bosses later, we get the Jailer who was truly the final boss. And it was like, oh, Anduin was actually kind of harder. So that's what I thought. I always thought that, uh, you know... They were going to go to the Emerald Dream, probably in the 9.2, and then 9.3 would have dealt with Chandler, right? That was kind of my my thought, but that's not what happened. So, obviously, they probably pushed the particular story out to out of Shadowlands into Dragonflight, patch 10.2. And yes, I know, we've been down this road before, but this time, I come with more proof than just some feeling I got in my tummy or something. Nope. I got some pretty good proof on its way uh, that this is going to be arriving in the fall. Okay. And before we even get into my receipts, as we say, Allie, are, are you on board with this idea? Do you think we are going to go to the Emerald Dream or am I just making shit up? I think you're right. I think we will go to the Emerald Dream. I haven't decided if it's going to be a patch 10-2 or a patch 10-3. I'm a little torn on that one. But I do think, because I feel while they could make it a, you know, 10-1-7 or a 10-2-5, I hope they don't. The Emerald Dream is a big deal. It's been part of the story for so long. And there's so many ties to it and so much information we can glean from it. So I just really hope it is a point two or a point three. So I hope you're right. All right. So you're on board. At least you're like, yeah, Jen's right. You know, as they say, yeah. bro- broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> now, for the sake of this argument, we're going to assume that I am correct. Right, that we will be going to the Emerald Dream. Right? So let's go ahead and figure out how we got here and why we're even going. Right. So this is kind of like a fun trip down memory lane because it all started on August 14th. 2018. Just about five years ago now. Does that make you feel a little weird? Five years ago? Yes. It does. August 14th, 2018 was the release of the Battle for Azeroth expansion. And all of this got kicked off with just two words. Burn it! Yep. Burn it. That is where it all kind of came from. So, Sylvanas Burnt tells yourself. We all know this. That's been a thing for five friggin' years we've been talking about. All right. And in the process, killed an unknown number, likely in the thousands of night elves living in Darnassus and all across the street. Then naturally, Tyrande reacted in possibly not the healthiest of ways, but no one looked at her and thought, no, that's not how she would react in that situation. No, we all did that to Sylvanas, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tyrande tossed the head of an orc. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, she tossed the head of an orc. I, I watched the video again. Into a moonwell. A sacrifice to a loon and demanded to wear her darkest face and become Night Warrior. Night Warrior. I had to use that cliff again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick aside. Where's the Thanos? I don't know. I was so frustrated that the Savannah's book made me care about the Thanos and we never got him back. I'm frustrated about that. Grr. Gur indeed. Gur indeed. (laughs) 
I mean, I guess in the mall somewhere? I mean, the, even the cinematic was alluding to, you're going to send me right to my lady. And we never saw him. <laughs> Maybe while wandering the mall, Anduin's going to stumble upon him and be like, okay, let's go find her. And then he'll go find Savannah and be like, look, here's Nathanos. Okay, now leave me alone. Or now let's all go back and save the day. Illidan style. Illidan style. Illidan. We're going to kick it Illidan style. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Another quick aside. (laughs) I would like to know about these different faces of Elune. Because that was a direct quote from the cinematic that Toronto was like. With this offering, I demand to wear your darkest face. Faces, right? Or phases of Elune, right? Obviously, we got the kind of like, you know, the eclipse and kind of thing of the, the moon and that kind of thing, the, the dark side of the moon, like Pink Floyd, right? So, is that is that like in Loon's kind of like, oh, I'm kind of like a Naru. I got a void side too. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, is it? Are we, are we thinking that's maybe? A- I mean, maybe like the, the new moon phasing was all dark and everything, like. Yes, the darkest face. And maybe when it's all hunky-dory and full of joy, maybe that's when it's a full moon? Maybe. Maybe that's when she's like, Ah, heal thee. Blah, delight. Ominous, dominus, and all that good stuff. <laughs> yes, just like that. <laughs> I mean, the light and like the priests and, you know, hominous, dominus. You get the idea. Right. What would, like, a half moon be? Discipline priest. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I'm gonna secure you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Penance. Ah, oh, because I did some bad stuff, right? So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the words of Taylor Swift. I think I did something bad or something like that. I don't know. I think that's a song. Whatever. Moving I don't on. No. All right. <laughs> Aside away. All right. Sadly. That was just about all the resolution we got for all about it for Azeroth. Savannah's committed genocide and Toronto got angry about it. It's kind of all we got. Basically, yeah. All right, we're going to fast forward to November 23rd, 2020, less than three years ago. That is when Toronto's master plan as the Night Warrior was to swan dive into the hole, into the sky, and murder anyone she sees in the mall, including anyone and everything in Torghast. Well, luckily, that plan actually just about worked. Because we got this. Taranda, I understand you've been looking for me. Come then, show me Elune's wrath. Elune gave me her strength. The wrath is mine alone! Warrior. I expected more. I will take your head, Banshee! Just like I took his! Nathanos. Oh shit! You didn't know. Nathanos. Your master is keeping secrets from you! 
night's power wanes. Once again, she denies you victory. Mother Moon, do not forsake me! End this! in the dying embers of your goddess's bargain, Tyrande. Nothing lasts. Tyrande, can you hear me? Tyrande? Oh, snap. It's been a while <laughs> since we heard that one, is it? <laughs> it really has been. <laughs> All right, so... Obviously, that was a pretty freaking cool cutscene when we got it. I, I lost my crap. For um, sure. That was well, kind of like a fun little recap of what's going on. If you if you hadn't played through the Arden Wield um, uh, campaign chapters and all that, turns out there was a bunch of other Night Warriors before. They all died because they became Night Warriors. Oh, snap. Well, we're like, oh, we need to save the life of Taronda. Well... In an attempt to save Tyrande from the power of a loon, just like all the night warriors of the past, Ysera puts her to sleep. Right, so that's what happened. Ysera was like, "All right, go night night, because we gotta we gotta find a way to to fix you." While we speak to the other night warriors to come up with some kind of plan, well, let's just say that plan doesn't go very well, because this is what we get instead. The force Tyrande wields threatens to consume her and will leave this grove devastated. My queen, we need your help! My sister's power in my forest. I will have answers. How dare you come here? After our cries for aid went unheard, unanswered. I heard your cries, felt your pain, and in the wake of tragedy, sent forth the cascade of souls to sustain you. Oh, the great tree. All who perished there were claimed by the moor. Then I have condemned my favorite children. By our hand, we may yet guide their souls onto their spring. Starting with this one. Tyrande invoked me. She must choose. Vengeance or renewal. All right. So, quick little recap if you can't remember. That's kind of the end of that whole cutscene. What happens is there is a formation of a new tear of a loon, right? When she's like, oh, we'll save this one. Caught her little tear. Did a little zoopa zoop magic. And uh, there's a new <laughs> tear of a loon. All right. And going back to the hole to wear her darkest face, I'm going to convince that Toronto had to make the choice between death or possibly void. 
and life. Right? So. Yeah, the whole, I'm like, I really wish we had more information on Loon itself. Because sometimes, you know, she's got the connection with Toronto, right? Like, so you're thinking, you know, nature. But other times, a Loon seems to be connected to the light. And she confuses me, and I don't understand, and I want to know things so badly. Because, yeah, like, would, is there a chance that she would have maybe gone voidy? We, maybe. We don't, we don't know. Because Naru's go like to, to void, right? So, like, would Taronda, after taking the Night Warrior power, I don't, I don't know. And it bothers me that I don't know. It's, I mean, it's very possible. The reason why I even say void is because... We are well aware that the reason Zero was able to be recharged was because they poked it with the Tear of a Loon, right? Even Cadmer right. found the, some manuscript document in Karazhan that was kind of confirmed that Zero was created or, you know, made by, by a Loon. So does she have a similar, you know, cycle that Naru's do? I mean, I believe it was even Anne Stickney way back in the day of the WoW Insider, back when it was called that, of, you know, she had the article that was like, is Elune a Naru? And I was like, a big thing. And well, the answer is no. I think the assumption is that it, they're related. Well, you know, she's not actually a Naru. She's something else. But there is some relation there. So what what the heck is happening? What if down the road, Alun dies, and the Void Lords recruit her, and she becomes a Void Lord? Maybe she's a Light Lord now, and maybe she becomes a Void Lord. Well, I don't know if she's even more. Is she more associated with the life or the realm of life? I don't know. <laughs> That is total tin foil hat business. Like it's probably wrong completely, but a loon is just such a question mark to me, and I just want to know things. Yes, I, I too would like to know things. That's why it's why I thought this was be a fun episode idea. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, so obviously, kind of we we got the you know, Sylvanas burnt the tree. Tarana got angry. Tarana just about killed Sylvanas, but Elune was like, whoa, 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 hold back, sister, hold back. <laughs> Again, why she did that feels a little weird, especially if it's like, well, Tyrande has to choose, even though she kind of chose for her, because she totally would have murdered Sylvanas in that moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of like, well, I give you free will when you, uh, when I allow it. <laughs> so, feels a little Feels a little janky of Elune to be like, well, Tyrande has to choose, but I made one choice for her. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like I said, she chooses renewal. Okay, obviously, because she's still alive. Let's put a slight pin in that for future conversation bits. She chose renewal. Okay. Now, at the end of Shadowlands, Tyrande speaks to the Winter Queen, and we got this hint as to what might be coming next for the Night Elves. Tyrande whispers. You came to my realm in pursuit of justice. Did you find it? I came here seeking vengeance. But within these groves, and by the light of Elune, I found something I feared lost. 
hope. And thanks to that choice, a sister's bond, once broken, has been mended. This tear was born of sorrow. Now it shall become a vessel of renewal. These souls were saved from the darkness of the moon. Unto them I have offered eternal tranquility in the bowels of Ardenweal. They have chosen instead to become part of a new beginning for their kin. This seed embodies the cycle of death and life. I offer it to you to run the whisper wind. May it bring your people happiness and peace. On behalf of all the Kaldori, I thank you. Undo Falador. Isera, my beloved friend, could it truly be so? Yes. I sense this seed is touched by the dream as well as by Ardenweald, a symbol of the crucial balance between life and death then it must be kept safe until it can take root. I know of a place it can be protected, but it has been so long. Bring the seed to my daughter. Marithra will know where it should be taken. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we're going to pick the story back up on November 28th, 2022. That is the release of Dragonflight, everyone. So less than a year ago at this point. Because it turns out, Tyrande and Malfurion actually take directions, because that's exactly what they did. This seed is everything. So many beloved souls entrusting their fate, their hopes, to us. Are we certain it will be safe? Come. will be kept hidden from those who would wish it harm. Yet the time will come when it must leave the cradle of the dream and take its place in our world. And when it does, its protection will fall to us. My beloved Kaldorai, all you have suffered, all you have given, will not be in vain. This I swear to you.
I love. Just a feeling that this time will be different. All right. So that was in the Unarim uh, plane questing. Once you uh, went through and did some of the green dragon stuff, not just with the centaur. Where you finally got that cutscene and you realized that, oh, they did go speak to Marithra. (laughs) Honestly, though, like, it was really nice to start seeing Marithra in the game and actually interact with her and do things with her. That that was good. Yeah, no, she has been a... Honestly, she's, like, one of my favorite characters so far in in Dragonflight. And also, I like the payoff that you get from her because... fun little history of Marithra is she was one of the dragons that was locked in Ankaraj way back in the day, like a thousand years ago. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that about her. Yeah, she was one one of the four. She was of the green dragon flight that went in there and was like, no, we'll lock the door from the other side. So she's she has a past in the in the game as well. So any of you classic players, when you unlocked the door, that's where you first met her. Okay, that's also why, you know, if someone who would make that kind of sacrifice, you could see why, okay, that's why she is, you know, candidate to be Aspect. And, well, basically is Aspect now, even though they haven't done the hominus dominus and made it official. Okay. Hominus dominus. <laughs> so, obviously, if it's not clear from the audio, and maybe you haven't ran to that quest or have seen it, Toronto Malfurion travel with uh, Marithra uh, <laughs> into the Emerald Dream to hide and grow the seed that was given to her Toronto containing the Night Elf souls. So, like I said, so, Elune cries when she finds out that she basically condemned the Night Elves, or as she called him, her favored children, which is kind of funny, considering that there's also lots of other worshippers of Elune. Kind of feels... Right. Kind of feels a little... Eh, I don't know. That's a little, it's a little mean. It's just like telling that one of your kids is your favorite. Uh, you're my favorite kid. but <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Okay. Uh, next up, you know, we rescue all of the Night Elf souls from the Maw. Or, well, not necessarily all of them, but, you know, when you follow through the Ardenwield campaign, you rescue a whole bunch of them. I've rescued so many. So many. Lots of Night Elf souls. So you bring them back and they, they hop into the seed because they're like, no, no, no. We don't want to have the eternal bliss. I feel like there was at least one. There was like, there was like Timmy, the Night Elf, that was like, mm. <laughs> I'm taking the eternal bliss. Y'all can go in the seat if you want, Mom. Over here. <laughs> I feel like there's one holdout. He's like, nah, I'm good. Possibly. I mean, Ardenwild's beautiful. So if he just couldn't hang there or even there, we'll dream. Like, either one. They're both good. I mean, I mean, seriously, Al, if you're given the choice of you want to hang out here for the rest of all of time, or do you want to go in a seed? I think I'm going with Ardenwild. <laughs> I would have a really hard time choosing that one for sure. Especially with like all of you know, peer pressure. All of your friends are like, oh, we're going to the sea. And I'm like, oh, God. And it's, a, such, it's such a noble cause for, you know, f- the future and everything. And it's good. And I would have a hard time because art feels so pretty yeah. and beautiful and peaceful. And I love it so much. I mean, just I just imagine Allie would just be laying on her back all the time, looking up at the friggin' sky, because of all the times you should look up, Arden Wheel is the place. Friggin' beautiful. This is true. This is true. Uh, and also Sarkarath's room, because, wow, there's some interesting stuff in there. That That's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. That's a future episode, we might, everyone. 
we might be talking about that next week. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Since, you know, we've killed out normal. I wanted to give a little bit of a breather to all the listening audience, so I didn't want to spoil everything for well, you. Well, now the third wing of far is out, so everyone's going to get a chance to play for the next episode. Perfect. Perfect. So we will discuss that next episode. But yes, seriously, Elfar players, look up. Look up in Sartoret's room. And, and look down. And look that down. That too. That too. They're technically they're candles, yeah. but I know they look like they, they look like freaking eyeballs, but they're candles. They they're, do. They're in candles. the water. Yeah. yeah. They look there. There are candles in the water. Just a big heads up. All right. So before we actually move on, I was listening to that and Marithra said, we're going to hide it from those who would wish it harm. Who would wish it harm? Hmm? Who in 10.2 would wish it harm? Well, I mean, we've already seen the incarnates try to get in there in the Emerald Dream, right? The blue dragon's light, uh, the primalists specifically. So the primalists are obviously the, the primalists. Yeah. yeah. So um, and then yeah, we've seen we've seen in the past that the void invaded the Emerald Dream. The void invaded. The, when was that? When the void invaded the Dream? Uh, was that Druid Order Hall? It was Maybe. a Legion. Oh, it may have been the Druid yeah. Order Hall, or it might have been pre. I, th- I feel like I feel like it was. Druid oh, I mean, okay. Hall. I mean, obviously, it happened. Okay, there were squ- the, the squiggly, just, wiggly void. All you gotta say is the Emerald things. Nightmare, doofus, and I was like, oh, okay. Obviously. Well, there's also the Emerald Nightmare, but I'm talking like there's an actual quest line outside the Emerald Nightmare. Yeah, but the Emerald Nightmare is the void s- invading. So, right. so yeah, yeah, right. Emerald there's Nightmare, that too. Doofus. Yeah. Like so. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that could easily be the void. Right. That's true. Okay. I guess I'm just specifically saying who would wish the seed harm? Because that's what Marithra was talking about was, hey, we're going to hide the seed in the Emerald Dream. We'll put it in this big swirly that apparently is like, don't look here, everyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Nothing to see in this big target. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like, who would wish it harm? And um, uh, obviously, it sounds like the answer is, well, the incarnates for whatever reason. And as we will discuss further into this episode, I'm convinced it's fair enough that's going to be doing it. So she looks like, yeah, the, that makes she sense. Looks like the winter queen for all. <laughs> she does look like the winter queen. And it's 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 about time we address her. Like we're already kind of working with fire act stuff. Right. So I, th- I think fear enough is the next we're going to jump past the Valdrakken 19 quest line since that doesn't actually add to this story too much. That's is Sarah's back. We already discussed it. Oh, Malfurion had to take a sabbatical to the Arden Wheel. I don't know. It, it, he's fine, everyone. He's just he's just sleeping. He's sleeping. He has slept so freaking much. He's just sleeping in a different place now. <laughs> this is just this is ammo. When you know, once he used to gain good sleep, all he wants is more good sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the final clue of our little bit of a journey. But with this final clue, this does this audio alone does not give away any major spoiler points from the raid. But if you go and seek out the video, it will. So I'm just, here's your spoiler warning. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Okay, and I say that basically saying if you don't want to know the end of the raid epilogue after you do all that kind of stuff with the Black Dragonflight stuff, don't go watch the video. The audio will be fine. Audio will not give anything away. 
So you're safe, but you have a warning. So skip ahead about a minute or so if you don't want to hear the audio for this. Through great heroism and resilience, the threat of Aberus has been quelled. The Incarnate sought to use our fallen brother's memory as a weapon to divide us, turn us against each other, and weaken our resolve. They failed. Confronting these shadows has only made us stronger. Look upon us now. For the first time in an age, five aspects will take up our ancient charge once more and stand beside the mortal champions who have aided us at every turn. For soon, Azeroth will welcome from the dream, a symbol of hope, and together, we shall protect it. Yes, and obviously you can't get all the full picture from audio alone, but there was a little bit of a freaking world tree look, but in the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a little bit of a flash to... A emerald dream looking world tree growing and yeah, that's a little what, sapling. Yeah. <laughs> well that little sapling got pretty freaking big at the end of that cutscene. It did. Yeah. Oh, it is I'm a gonna be playing some flowers in a couple days. I Dude. wish it would grow that quickly. That That'd would be, be cool. nice. That would be nice. But you know, <laughs> your and my garden is not the Emerald Dream. And I have a cat crapping in my garden. that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pissing me off. That's who wishes it harm. The cat. The neighbor's cat. <laughs> oh, the neighbor is not even Libby. It's the no, neighbor's no, cat. No, it's not Libby. I, I, I know it's not Libby. I know. It's, it's, it's the neighbor. Freaking jerk. But anywho, Freaking jerk. Yeah, jerk. Really cute cat, though. She's adorable. Now, now that we've got a full picture of what the seed means, pretty much been through the whole the whole story behind it. We we know, okay. Tell yourself burnt. We got a new world tree coming. Toronto chose renewal, right? Cool. We know what it represents to the night elves as well. Because hey, they lost thousands of night elf souls, decided to forego an eternity in Emerald in Emerald Dream to be part of this seed. Again, we I personally would have chosen Hardwheel. <laughs> right? So pretty big sacrifice to be doing that. Pretty sure the Winter Queen was like, Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And if you listen really close, if you rewind like, oh, probably like 15 minutes by now uh you can if you pay, pay really close attention you can hear the heartbeat of the the, the like yep. the Kaldori souls within the seed uh, yeah so so yeah big 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 deal and you understand why it needs to be protected so what if one of the incarnates found out about this seed right we already uh, the green green dragon flight questing uh, what were we calling? Ass face? Raza friggin' what is this? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, rat, rat, rhythmic, rhythmic ass. Right, right, rhythmic ass? Rhythmic ass. I'm like, yeah, rhythmic ass. I'm like that. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> so, yeah, he clearly knew something was going on in the dream. He wanted in there for a reason. He was obviously aligned with the primalists, so. 
Something's going down with the dream, the primalist one in there. For some reason, we don't necessarily know why, but still got to protect it. Got to protect I mean, that's yep. why would they have shown them hiding the seed if it wasn't, oh, we got to protect it, got to protect it. Blue dragonflight butt face over here and his primalist buddies, they went in there. Hmm. Seems to me like you're going to need some heroes to go protect a tree. And that tree is going to be brought back to Azeroth pretty soon. And I would actually wager 10.2.7 is when the tree will make an emergence into Azeroth, right? It could be later than that. That's just my that's just my guess based on how they kind of, kind of structuring these patches now. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, maybe a, a, a 10 to 5, but... I'm thinking a 10 to 7, only because it's probably going to lead into the final patch. Although 10 to 5, they both kind of make sense to me. So don't quote me on the 10 to 7. I'm just, it could be. Could be. <laughs> so why does the Emerald Dream patch make sense here? Obviously, the story we just went over, it's been unresolved for five years. So, hey, Blizz, wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> okay. If you take a look at the whole Dragonflight roadmap, 10.2 coming the fall this year, only one year after its launch, because it did say coming in the fall. So that's like September 20th and beyond. So somewhere in there. It's only one year after the launch. It's pretty good. Pretty good time frame. Yeah. And we've got plenty of time to deal with the 10.3, right? To deal with the Eridicron. Now, if you think about it, 10.2. That's going to have to be with us for a while if you're thinking that we have a rough two year kind of patch or like expansion cycle that they've kind of been going with. Okay. They may release, they, I'm thinking they might be releasing 10 2 uh, right around BlizzCon timeframe, maybe a little bit beforehand. I feel like it's going to be, yeah, like I think it's going to be a little beforehand and give a few weeks for people to play through the storyline, get an idea of what's happening. And that way, BlizzCon, they could be like, Here's what's happening in 10.3. But wait, there's more. We haven't had a BlizzCon for a while, so here's an expansion announcement. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely going to be an expansion announcement. Absolutely. All right, so we got we got, we got plenty of time to do for 10.3. All right. Yeah. I'll go back to the roadmap again. 10.2 can contain a new zone. What new zone could it be? We already went underground. I mean, we're not, we're, we've already been above ground. So where else are we going? Mm hmm. Well, Seems to me that like, would make sense. Seems to me like we're going to the Emerald Dream. I'm just saying. <laughs> Get a new zone. All right. 10.1. We've wrapped up the big plot point with the Black Dragonflight. More on that next episode. And we've even got some great blue Dragonflight story in 10.1 that we both have just recently finished. I finished it like last night, I think I finished it. Uh, and in 10.15. Uh, we know we're uh, going to be getting something wrapped up, maybe, with the bronze dragon flight. And I'm going to get my infinite pirate dragon mount. In in, in, a, in a dungeon that's mega. That I'm not going to say those two words in the other opposite order, because then I would have to play Sounder. Oh, I probably will. Right. Do I have play it? Oh, my, I don't know. So I have this one instead. We'll see. This is my, my placeholder. Departos! <laughs> what? <laughs> Departos has no nothing to do with the mega dungeon. Departos proud, disagrees. Though. Departos <laughs> thinks it's awesome. 
Departos! It's pretty mega himself, so there you go. Kara's happy, it's fine. (laughs) I like making Kara happy, it's good. (laughs) Okay, so obviously we got got the black dragonflight wrapped up. We got a little bit, a whole bunch of blue, not necessarily wrapped up, but with some real good blue stuff going. It was real good. Real good. Real, real good. We got some bronze coming in 1015. Real good stuff from what we've seen there. Listen to the previous episode for some fun speculation with Discord and Kitty. That was a good one. So yeah, we got just the greens and the reds left. Maybe a little bit more blue. Maybe a little bit more blue. Not going to say we're not going to get any more. Yeah, just the greens and the reds. Hmm? Seems like we need a little bit of Emerald Dream at 10 too, and maybe some Alex Strauss is going to be like, we need to take down a Riddicron and punch him in his stupid rocket face. I, I don't know. In 10-3, like- that would make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, and then maybe we'll get more of the... the- Sad orc that died. Maybe he'll come back for red stuff because I, I don't know. That'd be good because I liked him. That would be good. I would like that. That kind of got left a little unresolved. I mean, it doesn't really need to be resolved. Well, we don't need to bring back the dead guy. Maybe just his buddy. No, but his buddy. Like, he walked off into the distance and made us care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, bring him back for the red stuff because that's that's where we're. Yeah, that'd be good. Like, you know, bring it new... up with him and everything. Yeah, bring it make a new chapter for the Dragon Ball clan. Right? That'd be pretty cool. Like, maybe they work with Yeah, the that Reds. would be. I like that. Maybe the Dragon Ball clan is still like, hey, we like dragons, but we're like, we're kind of like the Pandaren orcs of the world because we like, we cultivate and like work in a symbiosis relationship with the Reds. You know, we, <laughs> they like us. It's not servitude. <laughs> we're buds. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, and obviously at the end of 10-1, Alex Strauss points out that we got a new world tree just about to emerge from the dream. So, yeah, there you go. Obviously, everything is pointing 10-2, Emerald Dream. Let's go. Do you agree? Absolutely. I like this. I am totally behind this. All right, so we, we've set the stage. Emerald Dream, what's it going to look like? What we got? So, Viranoth, probably going to be the bad guy. That's what it's feeling like to me. Viranoth. Yeah, I agree. It's time. It does. All right. So Viranoth's bad guy. So what do we think we're doing? What, what's the what's the well, what's the pitch? Right. Right. If you're making well, you you doing the ten two announcement, Allie, What do we think we got going here? What's the, what's the bad guys doing? What, what do we got to do? What, what you got any any ideas other than like it's a simple dream? Well, it's gonna be very green patch. <laughs> very green. <laughs> but Blizzard tries to you know like. We're in a cavern right now, and they've tried to add some color to it, so I'm sure they'll find somebody to do that with Animal Dream. They're going to zhuzh it up a bit. Yeah, they're going to zhuzh it up a bit. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we'll get uh, some more explanation, because not everyone actually knows what the Animal Dream really, truly is, right? Like, those of us in the lore community, you know, we, we know what it is, and we know we why it's a big deal. Know. But for Well, that's true. Like, there's still... It's still a little wishy-washy at times. But, like... To the average outsider who may not dive into the lore or whatever, they may not know. So I think someone is going to be a bit of an introduction slash explanation as to what the Emerald Dream Patch is. And then maybe also some books or something that seems to be a deep dive for the lore folks. That seems to be something they kind of do. We've been getting more books this expansion to fill up my bag of space. And (laughs) then... Um, somehow I'm going to see Aralon and get mad. And there's going to be emotions. I'm sure that's going to happen at some point for some reason. Well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, 
maybe not, but I just, I just feel, I feel, I feel <laughs> like there's so much that didn't get resolved with the Drust and the Emerald Dream. But at the same time, I don't know if I see them bringing the Drust in right now. Unless, unless the Incarnates recruit them. Could the Incarnates recruit the Drust? I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say yes, they, they could. Is it going to happen? I got no proof. I got, I got no cutscenes. I got no nothing to play to say it's going to happen. <laughs> but it feels like that could be a plot point, right? Maybe you could bring your fire mage up and start burning <gasps> things down. At, at least start leveling her now. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if if it's announced, the ten two, we got Emerald Dream. You might want to get that. You know, bring them off the bench. Get get them prepped and ready. Yep, that right. might happen. If there's, if there's a ten one seven, which it sounds like there's gonna be, there's probably gonna be some catch up gear. Might want to throw some catch up yeah. gear over to the old fire mage. The account bound ones, because she's on a different realm, so the account bound ones have already been thrown her way. There you go. There you go. All right, perfect. <laughs> That's gotta actually play her. So that could be it. That would be interesting. I also feel so the fact that Virnoth looks so similar to the Winter Queen and it's the same voice actor. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? I believe it like, is, yeah. Like at first I was like, is this just really lazy artwork and writing? Like, come on, you guys are better than that. And then I started thinking, like, was this purposeful? Is there some really weird reason that Virenoth is so much like the Winter Queen? Do they have some kind of weird tie or connection to each other? Like, we still don't know the full details about the incarnates being created, right? Or am I just having a memory lapse? No, the the even though you have in fact slept since then, you have not forgotten anything. Okay. Okay, good. So <laughs> just make sure <laughs> there has been no reveal as to why Eridicron is the way he is. There's no been no mention as to how even Razagath got lightning zappy zap powers. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how Farak is able to lay in a pool of shadow flame and just soak it up like a sponge. Right. We don't. And we, we, we haven't actually killed Farak. No. We killed Farak's minions and lieutenants, but he was sipping on the juicy juice over there <laughs> and getting more powerful. And now like we haven't actually. I like juicy we, juice. We've... <laughs> right. So we've actually, we've talked about him and we've worked with him, but we haven't actually killed him yet. He's not been taken care of, so he's off doing something still. Maybe he's going to try to come burn the Emerald Dream and Virenoth is going to help him because he's a doofus and kind of needs a little bit of guiding, right? So maybe they're going to work together with the Emerald Dream uh, that, and that, recruit that, the trust? I can see that because I think Farak is going to be dealt with Either in ten two or even possibly a ten one five kind of kind of scenario, right? Because or even a ten one seven. I think it would be ten one seven because ten one. Although it feels it feels weird to be taking care of one of the primal incarnates in like a point five or a point seven. But I mean, I mean, it is for rock. if they're going to. It is for rock, right? He's a bit of a doofus. So I mean, it could <laughs> it could be ten. 10-1-7. 10-1-5, I think, is all going to be timey-wimey goodness, and I'm getting my infinite power drug amount. Or timey-wimey so badness. I think, <laughs> right, badness. So <laughs> I think, I mean, Frock may be in 10-1-7, or he could join Varanoth in... It could be like almost a stepping stone into dealing with, with it, and even be, a 10-2 kind of thing. Yeah, or the start of the raid or something. Like, he needed to sip on, he needed to sip on the juicy juice first. 
in order to to <laughs> to burn the Emerald Dream. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I don't know. It, I think the reason why I'm thinking Viranoth is going to be the one to deal oh, with the main Emerald. one for sure. The main one yes. for sure is. Not just, oh, she looks like the Winter Queen, which there might be something there. I don't know yet. I think it really kind of, kind of comes down for me is it was a blue dragon, right? Blue dragon, arcane, kind of intelligent, kind of dinky think. Viranoth, yes, technically she deals with ice, but also sort of the blue dragons. And she is the thinky think of the group. She was the one that deciphered the, you know... She's like, well, oh, I'll be able to to crack the code and, right. and figure out where Avarice is based on of this the cipher that we got or whatever, right? So she's the one that Yeah. I mean, okay. Farak seems like he's the muscle, right? You just throw him at a problem and he'll just yeah. he burns it down. He's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll mess him up. Viranath is she's the, she's the IT guy. Right. She's she's the IT guru. She's she knows what's going on. She is <laughs> she's a she's like, I don't know. Have you ever seen like uh, the original Mission Impossible? She was like the Emilio Estevez. Yes. She was the one she's the hacker. Okay, okay. She's the one who figures it out. Somehow she got face smashed with the elevator. Uh, sorry, Emilio Estevez in the first Mission Impossible. So anyway. <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old movie. It's not a spoiler at this point. <laughs> anyway. Iridacron is just like he's like the Doctor Doom freaking character. Like he's right. He's got some brains. He's got some Brahms. He's he's got all. He's of got it. the he's got grandiose schemes. plan. Yeah, he's the one that's behind it all. He's just got some henchmen, some minions going on. So so maybe Discordia's Kitty right, and maybe we'll get like freaking Galacron style Iridacron. That would be kind of cool. If we got some of that. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I don't. know. That's what I'm kind of thinking. So what would the patch look like? Like, I don't know, like, we're probably going to, like, let's just kind of, like, go with the, the, the kind of the big selling points, thinking about it. Like, if I were to design it as a, oh, I'm a game designer now for, like, 10 minutes, and I'll figure out what's going to happen. Feels like, all right, Viranoth and, and you know, the, the Primalists, they've they figured out a way into the Ember Dream, figured about a backdoor, I don't know, there's, however, whatever, they, they figured out a way in, they're invading why are they invading? I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, they're going to burn down this tree because of reasons. Um, <laughs> it would empower the mortals and something. Yeah. And, and, you know, just kind of like a take a step back for a second. I think it would be really cool because if you listen closely to where Alex Shaza was talking, it was in an age, there's five aspects. Yes, there's five aspects now. What would that world tree look like if it were blessed by all five aspects because last time it was only blessed by what it was blessed by Ysera it was blessed by Alexstrasza it was blessed by Nazdormu I'm pretty sure there was no Malagos and I'm pretty sure there was no and there was definitely no Deathwing for sure yeah 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 Malagos was too Malagos was too sad yeah he was off on his own and obviously we know Deathwing was doing his own business so if right. Nordrasil was blessed by three of the aspects, what would Cool Drasil? Uh, it's I don't know. I don't know what this new Drasil is. Cool Drasil. <laughs> all right. A all blessing right. of all five aspects. Mm, I'm not really sure what the blue dragons would do. I don't know. You, you'll 
your magic missiles are hit harder. <laughs> the black dragonflight is like your cats will not crap in your garden. <laughs> I don't know those blessings are going to be, but then again, for the, the Emerald Dream, I never would have guessed that. Oh, it's easier to go into the Emerald Dream now. But uh, what do you think? Question. All right. Possible answer. Unless something happens in one five or one seven. As of now, the aspects still don't have their power. That's true. Can they still pl- can they still bless a tree and have that actually be impactful and powerful like you're implying? Again, unless like like unless they get the power. I mean, because it's so in one five, right? We're we're dealing with some of the bronze dragonfly stuff, and we know Chrono Lord Deus, what's his face, stole the discs that we're thinking possibly has the information for how the how they can get their power right. Mm-hmm. So are we getting those disc backs and ba- backs? Yes, backs. And then maybe in one five they get their power back, and then maybe in point two they can get they can have the power to thusly bless the tree you're talking about. Maybe, maybe, or maybe after the raid. Maybe after the raid they'll do that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So because you're absolutely right, there was there was aspects that blessed it previously. They don't have that same power now. Right. And who knows if Nazdormu is even going to be an aspect after next patch. I don't know. <laughs> so many things could happen. Ah. <laughs> who, who knows? <laughs> I'm going to feel real bad for Alex Strauss if she's like, five aspects. Four aspects. <laughs> Three. <laughs> just, oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's going to be real fat. She's like, that was a good 15 minutes, wasn't it? That was... <laughs> That was nice. <laughs> Poor Alex Traza. <laughs> She's been through so much. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness. Next question. Emerald Dream. It's a patch. It's a thing. We we probably got a faction that we're helping. I don't know. The the, the cool dryads or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, Alex. Would you have guessed the Niffin? Hmm? No, I would not have guessed no, the Niffin. No, I'll you would not have guessed the Niffin. So... <laughs> So we're going to go with the, the, the sweet dryads and the uh, grove tenders. So we're going to help out like whatever they're, I don't know, sons of friggin' scenarius is whatever. I don't know. Scenarius <laughs> is buds. We're going to help out. That's the, that's the official reputation name. Scenarius is buds. Scenarius yeah, is buds. Um, we're going <laughs> to gonna help them out. And that's. Yeah, we're gonna be. That's where the world quests are gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be all that. It's gonna be based off of. That's pretty. So visual, visual <laughs> clues, not sniffies, but but visual. All right, it's very sight based. It's gonna be based off of that's pretty. It's, that's really pretty. It's, <laughs> that's a pretty flower. Go pick it. <laughs> but also, don't pick it because of the Amber Dream. I like. I like things natural and growing. So, well. What is the Emerald Dream raid going to be like, right? What do, you th- what do you think the raid is possibly going to consist of, right? Because we've been, well, there have been Emerald Nightmare raids slash raids. I think it's coming two-ish. So what, 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 any, you got any ideas, any thoughts? What's, what's going to happen there? I think they'll reuse some of the assets from the Emerald Nightmare raid, but maybe have them be all purified and everything because the Nightmare is not there anymore, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, I say, and so it's I think we'll use some the assets, right? <laughs> but I, I hope Whatever it's in is. a classy callback way, 
and not and not the this feels lazy way. I think that'd be really cool. And I think the first part of the raid is going to be leading up to maybe the tree. No. Because like we we're trying to keep people away from the tree, right? So they're probably going to mass their army and try to attack it. And we're going to be like, no, no. And fight a few bosses, right? And then at some point, I'm calling it now, we will get a boss that is the Echo of Ilganoth. Echo of... Oh, I like that. I like that. Because we, we've, we've had a lot of echoes of things lately. Like we had an Echo of Notharian, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Inside Aberus. I'm calling it that we're going to have Echo of Ilganoth. Some little aspect of Ilganoth is still somewhere in there. Little, little Ilgi there. And we're going to get more Ilganoth whispers. Boom. Are you going to get more Zalatath whispers if you are uh, transmogged into Zalatath? Lore logically, no. Because okay. she is not in there yeah, anymore. In there but, anymore. but. Do you want them? Yes, of course. <laughs> I want them. And she still talks to me because it's in the coding of the game, right? So she still, I kill something and she's like, hmm, delicious. So maybe, maybe the lore team would be like, here you go, Shadow Priest. Enjoy your speculations. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I can dream. So you got Ilganoth as one possible. We've seen it before. Yes. We know that boss. <laughs> Echo of Ilgi. Other than Viranoth, because we've kind of already established that's probably she'll be, be. She'll be the last one, I'm guessing. Probably, yeah, the yeah. last boss. Is there anyone else that you can think of is going to be... Oh, we know that because there's going to be plenty of filler bosses in there. Because like, look at oh yeah, for sure. Most of it's like (laughs) some random, yeah, random Joe Schmo. But obviously, we got the Echo of Naltharian that was very cool, and then with Sarkareth, we've seen before. But other than that, I don't, I don't really recognize any of the other ones. So, any other named like, if Dungeon Fables were due to do an episode, you might do a quick aside and say, "Here's what's going on with this boss." Right, so. You got any others? I don't know, because all the ones I've thought of so far couldn't come back. Like, Ursok. Ursok, But Ursok is gone, 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 right? So unless, I don't even think there's some possible to have some kind of echo of Ursok, because Ursok is gone, gone. Unless it's some kind of weird Emerald Dream copy or something. And even then, he'd probably be helping us and not a boss. But that doesn't work, doesn't work. If they bring in a Drust... Okay, Maybe a dressed boss. Like Gorok Tool kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. That could, that'd be cool. I don't... Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? No. Or in general, just, what this raid could be? I mean... This raid feels like... Like, if I, if I were to design it, like, I'm like the dude, and you're just like, oh, it's in the Emerald Dream. Like, what are we... What are we going to make it look like? What are, what are some fun things like awesome like like the lore nerds like you and I and, and all Discord and Kitty are gonna go freaking nuts over right off the top of my head most of them that are probably not viable like but right tr- there's a couple options that I'm thinking of that would just be like like that'd be cool so obviously we had the curse of the worgen right so the Worgen were in Darlnir, like you could even have, even have a yeah. location known as Darlnir. Um, and I would say if you were to have a boss, 
I think it would be pretty cool if you incorporated the two the two characters, um, Raylar Fangfire, who was eventually known as Alpha Prime in the Curse of the Worgen comics, right, as well as Arvel. Okay, those two kind of came yeah. up in the Scythe of a Loon quest line and all that kind of stuff. So Raylar apparently was ripped to shreds by the ghost of Arvel, right? The night elf in in the the Curse of the Worgen comics. So you could probably you could incorporate them possibly, right? That is that's the only ones that I could even possibly think of. Well, that that would make sense because before Dragonfly came out. They were talking about how we were going to get some kind of thing where we get to take back Gilneas. And yeah. that has yet to happen yet. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. So that would something. be really interesting. Another possible. Eh, that one probably wouldn't work. Uh, but it, w- it, it would at least be interesting to hear mention of. I think it's a name. How do you pronounce it? Argugol. Argol. Whatever. He's the one who actually summoned the um, the worgen. Right, the original one that would summon that those some of them right. That would be a, a fun name drop in there. Other than that, like Emerald Dream, like obviously we got a bunch of green dragons. They were, hopefully we're not gonna be I mean, there's probably gonna be some of the corrupted dragons that maybe yeah. resurrected and things like that that were some of the Emerald Nightmare raid and things like that. Honestly, like like what I'm trying to really think about this is it's probably probably the overall feel of the raid. If I were if I were to design it, it's probably gonna be something similar to the um the friggin' battle for Nordrasil, right? You know, that kind of like Emerald Dream, not the Emerald Dream, but the the Caverns of Time from BC raid. Right. Right, where you go over you take down Hijal. Uh, yeah, Hyjal, not Hyjal, right? That would be. That's kind of how I'm. Uh, the the kind of vibe I'm getting, right? And Viranoth is going to be probably doing some kind of thing to try and like take down the tree or something like that. We're going to stop her. Like that's that's kind of the the feel I'm getting is is what yeah. I, my guess would be. But I can't think of any other named people that would pop up. At least off the top of my head. Give me a ideas or no no i'm sure there'll be some randos that don't actually matter that they throw in there somewhere oh, yeah. we got tons of randos we're gonna get tons of randos yeah. that don't matter but you know there's usually like onesie twosie like oh i know you kind of characters in, in each raid so we can't think of any, anyone else that's gonna be in there right? no but I, I hope there's at least a couple of like easter eggs or callbacks to the emerald nightmare raid i think that'd be pretty cool yeah i agree that's if they're done well if they're done well I think it would be pretty cool if you could manage to get like something in there about Aralon too. Cause I mean, I, I know would be so happy if you, as you know, Steve D has been kind of on record saying, if you die in the Shadowlands, you're like double dead and you're dead, dead, right? You just, you, you, you embrace the void. You are non-existence, right? You, you're gone. But Ardenweald feels slightly different, right? Cause it has that connection to the Emerald dream. There's like the big right. loop. So maybe there's something there. So maybe you could get an, an Ursoc or something like that. I don't know. It's no, you never know. Who knows? Because all you got to do is you just got to write it down and explain it. And hey, it's a thing, right? So if the lore <laughs> writers true. want it, they'll come up with an explanation. Okay. So, what role will the green dragons 
Marithra and Yasera play because we already got the freaking Valdragon 19 thing with Yasera coming back. What's she doing? Or, and, and what's Marithra doing? I'm sure Marithra will help throughout the raid. Kind of like the Cadgar role, if you will. Ysera, I'm torn about her because we just got her back, right? And she has a new model even. She's looking awesome. So I feel like she's going to have some role to play. But I kind of wonder if she's going to do some kind of sacrifice thing in order to save the growing tree. Because there's no way she's staying forever, right? Like... So I, I feel know. like if she's if she's going to go out, like, I feel like she's going to go out protecting this tree. Sure. It just feels, you know, it would feel really weird for me. Like, in one expansion, you get the Veldragon 19, we brought you Sarah back, and then patch and a half later, she sacrificed herself to slave tree. That feels like, ah! Like, no, I, I agree. Like, it feels too soon to lose her. Right. So. But I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it, and I guess I'm kind of torn. I'm trying to think like, okay, Ysera's got this new role now. She's She's been touched by death. And I remember, I'm like, what's, what's up with that? And I think hopefully in this 10-2 patch that I'm imagining, there's a whole bit, there's a whole lot of Elune, right? So that's kind of getting into my next question is, are we going to learn more about Elune, possibly Zareth Vitae, and or the Pantheon of Life? Right. Is that going to play a role in this Emerald Dream patch, or is that too much to jam into a single patch? I feel like we will get some really small nod to Zareth Fite, probably in a book or something that only the lore community is going to pick up on and care about. Uh, Pantheon of Life, I highly doubt that's going to happen. And a loon... Why would Blizzard be kind and give us answers to these big people and things we want to know about? They wouldn't tell us anything. Uh, I'm not bitter or anything. Maybe a little bit about Loon. I think they'll like give us just an easy weensy bit more about a Loon. Just enough to kind of wet our whistle and make us want more. And that more will come next expansion. Well, that's possible. That's possible. I just feel like it's if we get an entire Emerald Dream patch... It just feels like that seems like a wasted opportunity to not introduce at least some answers that will obviously lead to more questions because that's kind of the nature of how Blizzard does yes. these things. True. Right. Give us some answers and fine. Lead to more questions. I don't even care. Because that's just that's just what you do. Right. That's why that's why we even can do the podcast like this. Otherwise. Right. It'd be like, hey, we got answers and I guess we're done. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I feel like if we are going to do any kind of like, okay, it's Emerald Dream Patch. Number one, why would you even bring a, why would you put a book in the pre-patch and all that kind of with, with the, with Odin saying, don't talk about the first ones, right? Bringing back some, a callback from a little bit of the Shadowlands lore that we learned about. Why would you put that in there? Why would you put that, why would you put it where it's like, oh, don't talk about the, the Black Empire, how great of a of a, an empire it really was. Don't talk about that because, you know, it hasn't been ordered yet. So how can it even truly exist, right? How would you put that in there? If you're not going to maybe introduce a little bit of some Alune stuff. And maybe we don't get actual introduction to actual Alune, right? I'm not going to say that that's what I think. 
But going to your point, maybe we get some more some books, some more books that has some and like Emerald Dream moss covered, cool viney thing books. That would be awesome. Where it's like, yeah, Elune wrote this book, and it's this really freaking cool. Like <laughs> whatever. That would that would be awesome. So. And, and, you know, maybe there will be Zareth Vitae. Maybe there is going to be a mention of it in a, in a book or something like that, which I, I think you're right. I, are we going to get Zareth Vitae? Absolutely not. Right? We're not going to see it. We're not going to go there. No. But a book where it mentions the name, I can see that. And I also see in that same book, I feel like we might get more names of who may be on the Pantheon of Life. That would be cool. Are we going to meet them? No. But, like, for example... Maybe there will be some tie-in or some answer to what actually is Elunaria. Why was, you know, the friggin' Titan name that I can't remember off the top of my head hiding there, right? It's like, what, what's going on? I know it's not Frey, it's whatever her friggin' name is. Eonar? Eonar, thank you. <laughs> I was like, who are you? It took me a second to realize who you're actually Eonar. talking yes, about. Eonar. Like, why was the spirit of Eonar hiding in Elunaria, the sin named after Elune, like a whole other planet? Right, 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 right. Again, are we going to see it? M- maybe in like a 10 to 5, like a kind of like how we're getting time rifts. Maybe we're going to get like Emerald Dream rifts or we're going to other like rifts within the Emerald Dream. Because if it's anything like the Shadowlands, it's infinite pocket dimensions kind of thing. So maybe we're going yeah. to other areas and we're. And maybe. Maybe one of them will give us some more Bon Somdi. Yeah, absolutely. It could. We get some yeah. Bon Somdi. Need some more Bon Somdi in my life. For all we know, I mean, there could be some more friggin' Dread Queen stuff. Because, yeah? you know, it was talking about how there was the agent, and going back to preface, you know, that there was, oh, we've got an agent in the, the realm of life ready to, to strike. And, and it was specifically right. calling out, you know, she, right? She was in place. So, you know, we, we learned about the, the whole Dread Queens back in Shadowlands. So maybe that's a thing that we'll, we'll get one of those up in That'd there. That'd be interesting. Yeah. You know, and who knows? Maybe there'll be one of those in the raid just randomly. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> so... Anything else you want to add to my ramblings and craziness? Any other ideas? Anything else you want to throw into a possible Emerald Dream patch that's coming? Not really. Just more the hope that some of our things we have spouted out actually come true because I kind of like this patch that we're creating. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, like anything Emerald Dream related, I am throwing against the wall and see if it sticks at this point. Like <laughs> Emerald Dream-ish, see if it fits. <laughs> and then it just, it feels like it's time to start paying off some of these storylines. Like, you know, like the, yeah, the burning intelligence was five years old. Ilganoth whispers about, you know, beware the eyes of green are probably five years old. I think that was, I think that was a battle for Azeroth one, maybe been a Legion one, right? I don't really remember off the top of my head. So that's another one that we could see because, you know, Malfurion's eyeballs are pretty freaking green. So what's <laughs> going on there? I don't know. That could be fun. That could be fun to find out what's going on there. 
Is Erlon truly gone? I don't know, maybe. Um, Ursoc? Eh, probably. Sad. Uh, I, I don't see Ursoc coming back. I feel like that'd be a little a little too much. Yeah, does does Allie get to burn down some drust? Right? So maybe. Ma- ma- maybe we're not going to D- Drustville, whatever freaking place it's called. Well, I don't I remember, but we're going to maybe we can burn some drust down. Because <laughs> maybe they got recruited. Maybe Gorak Tool is going to die again. If it's just my priest, then I'll bring some dynamite or something. Holy fire. I don't know. Holy fire. <laughs> That's not enough fire. Not enough fire. I need burning. <laughs> I need to burn them. <laughs> It'd be really funny. Hey, hey I got I to gotta switch to my uh, fire mage uh, for this fight. Wait, what? It's like, yeah, I'm just going to just Just for this fight, let's switch my fire mage. Just for one pull. Just one pull is enough. Just one pull. <laughs> I'm kind of the main healer right now, kind of. So I don't know if that'd go for just really one well. Just one pull. Just, just one of them shits and giggles pulls. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Okay. Maybe if there's like a some some drust for a character in there, you're like, oh, let's just let's, let's see what happens. All right. So there you go. That's that's I don't know. Any, any anything else you got? I'm just oh, I'm so excited. No, nope. so excited. I'm just here for the echoes of Ilganoth now. Yes, yeah, yeah, more Ilganoth because uh, that'd be a fun episode. Let's do it. Let's do another Ilganoth with more. See what Stevie D does with the Ilgi. Yeah, yeah, be cool. That'd be good. I'd like that. I would like that. More Ilgi whispers. So I think that's where we're gonna wrap it up here. And I have some patrons to thank, and I'm not gonna wait for a bumper this time. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, yes, this is part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep this show going. If you'd like to join the ranks and support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. We do like to take some time every episode while we, we thank all of our patrons and you're all wonderful and we love you. We like to give a special shout out to our top patrons. That includes Marjo who has been very faithfully giving me email answers to false fables. It's great. Appreciate it. Ickis, whose name I still have fun, fun time saying, just like Nadun. Thank you both. And then Live Laugh Pun, brought to you by Jen and viewers like you. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the dream puns today. <laughs> oh, goodness. And then we have Mud. And then we have Chris. And then we have Dungeon Master Burke. We just played some D&D. Good times. And we have some Mike Smith. So thank you all so very much for being the tippy top of the patrons. And for helping us to keep the show going. And just for all your support. Thank you. Yeah, you're all amazing. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. Happy Pride, everyone. That's right. Woo. This episode's story, we both wanted to bring attention to the good out there that's being that's going yes. on. Yes. Now, I understand we kind of live in a weird dystopian hellscape is what it actually feels like some days. Yes. However, I feel like it was going to be... We can't do a positive story without at least bringing, bringing attention to the good out there, even with all the bad, right? Because, yes... There's the Texases, there's the Floridas and the Tennessees, not given a lot to celebrate about, okay? But 
I'm now going to quote from the Human Rights Campaign article, Pride Without Exception. It says, the good news is that for every Florida, there's a Michigan, which became the 22nd state to sign LGBTQ plus non-discrimination protection into law. So if you live in Michigan, right, I believe that's Governor Whitmer. She has signed that bill. You are now protected under law. Awesome. Love to hear it. And the good news is that for every Texas, there's a Pennsylvania where because of our partnership and work and advocacy, they're on the cusp of becoming the 23rd state out to put out LGBTQ plus non-discrimination protections on the books. Just more reasons why we need to keep fighting and keep telling people about what's going on. And for, for every Tennessee, there's a Minnesota where they just banned so-called conversion therapy. And yeah, I just wanted to call this out. Just basically say it does feel... Like this particular pride is just, yeah, you, you keep hearing the headlines of all the horrible crap that's going on. But you know what? I really wanted to call out the, the positive out there and just talk about all of the good that's been going on as well. And just kind of a reason to keep having the fight, keep wanting to change the narrative from the the horrible to the positive and just say, you know, you know, celebrate the wins, basically, and just say, Make sure that you're taking time to understand that it's not bad everywhere and that it does get better. There you go. Yep. We see you and we love you. Celebrate pride as much as you can. And that is where we're going to leave it. That's a beautiful damn episode. That's all I'm saying. And happy pride, everyone. It was a fun one. Happy pride. Enjoy the month. Absolutely. And beyond. Thank you so much for listening to Live, Laugh, Floor. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at lizlaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. I was, was going to kick out of how both of us were just like burr, 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 was bopping out to the freaking music at the end. We like our outro music. It's fine. Nothing wrong with <laughs> this that. Is, this is good outro music. It's, it's really great. It's beautiful. <laughs>